Welcome back to the Inspired Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Trevin Solstice, and we're back for part two of Nebraska Deer. Again, we're going to jump right back into the conversation. I broke this up just because it was so long. I hope you enjoy this, and we'll jump right back into a new day in Nebraska bow hunting mule deer. But you live to hunt another day, and today was another day. And we were fortunate today to have a pretty fun day. Trav and AR got another opportunity. He didn't lose his ability to find more bucks. He did did not lose his Snoop's ability. (laughs) But let's just say this. Let's just put this online. We found those bucks this morning. And we, Trav, you picked them out. Yeah, they... Pretty well been hanging in the standing corn. Cartoon eyes there. Cartoon eyes. <laughs> oh, we gotta explain cartoon eyes. So, so after the I can't first, remember what I said. It was the first day. I think it was at the uh, end. Of, the maybe end it was of the, the second day. day. I don't know. But you know, in this situation, you're spending a lot of time behind glass. Yeah. Locked. And um. And Trav, <laughs> we were talking about glass and then eye strain or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Trap goes, I got cartoon eyes. <laughs> so if you've ever watched the old Warner, oh yeah, old Looney Tunes, Warner my age. Brothers, whatever, my age for sure. <laughs> me too. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. And you know, it's some goofy thing, and he's looking through binoculars, and and all of a sudden his eyes are, you can see his, <laughs> can eyes, see his eyes out of the blinking, blinking and yeah. they're all bloodshot. And, yeah, where's that buck? I know there's one in here. There's <laughs> gotta be. Said he felt like he had cartoon eyes because he's sitting in glass and going, I just know there's blink, a deer blink. here. Blink, blink, blink. Uh, where's so, ibuprofen? Yeah. My head hurts. So we, uh, that's what we're we're that's where the cartoon eyes. Uh, reference comes from but that the four days earlier of cartoonized paid off this morning you bet and you saw those two bucks come out of the corn and go in and then I, we we watched them drop into a draw deep draw with some cottonwoods and i've got a history with this draw i got a lot of history with this country but this is the draw where if you watched the last Too Close for Comfort where Dave Baronio shot into the opposite bank, your, your, phone, your phone is... It's on airplane mode. Well, somebody's phone is... Can you hear that? I don't think it's mine. Okay. Anyway, Dave Baronio shot into the opposite bank. He was stalking this buck that we had just, we were actually looking at another buck and he was gonna stalk that buck and he was making his approach. And I just happened to glass over there and he was walking around this cut and there's a deer right below him. Shakes his head. Good buck, much better than the buck he was gonna get on. And so I, I, I'm like getting his attention and I'm like, you know, trying to make motions because his he I think he uh, his phone's the worst freaking phone I've ever been around. I'm pretty sure his phone is worse than, than Tanner's variety. Well, no, what do you got? You got a LG or something? Um, he, but I get him to stop, and then I get his attention that there's a buck below him. 
and he gets the idea. And he starts working up to the draw, to the edge of the draw, and he's he comes to full draw, and he's still kind of looking at me, and I'm like, he's he's right underneath you. He's I mean, and he was ten foot, twelve foot below him in this cut. So from my vantage point, what I'm seeing is he's going to come to full draw and step out and shoot that buck. And in this cut, there's a couple of different angles. No, that's not the best way to, how do you describe it? Different fingers? I guess that would be a better way. So in this cut, there's some fingers and they're all deep like this, as you saw today, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Eric. He comes to full draw and and he said step back, you know, a couple of steps, kind of like you were talking about earlier about having to, if you would have done it, or maybe it was you, we were talking about step, stepping back. Well, he does that. Comes to full draw. Starts, takes one step. He needs to take the next step. He's going to be right on the edge. And as he's looking down at where he's stepping very quietly, he hits his trigger. <laughs> and the arrow sticks in the opposite <laughs> bank. And that buck does not pass go, does not collect $200. He is out of the country. And he's just standing there like, I am an idiot. But that's the draw those bucks dropped into. And so I told you, I said, I know exactly where they're going. I, I know how that lays. I'm going to go find them. And so we ended up, or I ended up dropping off from there. And you guys were just going to stay in glass in case one, well, I'm down in the bottom somewhere, you know, works his way out. Well, what happened was I get up there and I get eyes on him and one of the two bucks that dropped in there comes up and goes into another finger in the same cut. And I, I, But I can't find the other one. So I circle around to get another vantage point. That's when you saw that other one stand up, shake his head, and he headed off. Which actually ended up being a huge advantage for us. Oh, you, you bet. Because yeah. it divided those two bucks up and we were able to make two plays. Mm-hmm. So what happened is we called, I think I, I think I told you, you knew where I was at, but you also knew where to get too close. So we had some good reference points and I said, hey, uh, come to the water tank and then I'll so I'm sitting there glassing this whole draw up you guys came over I went around to try and get eyes on the other buck and um, then Tanner joined us so now we had Levi, Tanner and you two we had the whole crew so we had all the cameras, everything. So we're ready. All we got to do is find and verify exactly where the deer are. We're gonna kill a deer. I mean, this is this is a good good spot. Well, in the meantime, that other buck had gotten up and moved to the exact same position, or little draw, the exact same draw where you had your first day encounter, you had your second day encounter. Mm-hmm. They like that little draw. Good, but they like that exact spot, that exact bed. I mean, yeah. But that other buck, 
I'm yawning. Sorry, guys. That was a bad. It's it's late. Um, but that other buck stayed in that draw. You, I had not seen that other buck that was in the draw that you guys were in, and so you split up to get a different angle and ended up seeing yeah. seeing that one. I had to come save the day. That's why they call you Snoops. <laughs> So but yeah, I ended up getting around there and saw the buck bedded. I mean, exactly where he was bedded when AR and I and you got right on top of him. And so I was like, "But the wind is different today." Yeah, it, the wind is so. So it was almost opposite. Op- it was opposite. Yeah. So we knew we were going to have to come in from the other side, which Trav was up again. It was kind of the same when as when you went out the first time that with the wind it would come in from the same side yeah from the east side and i was like i mean we didn't know where the draw or where the buck was in the original draw but i'm like we gotta we gotta make a play on this buck because he's in a good spot i mean it's a spot where pretty much walking you're guaranteed to get sub 10 yards yeah it's also a good spot for them to (laughs) tuck into and it's real hard to see them but you're close. Right. So that's where we we headed off to. So, Trev, walk us through that experience because you had Levi over your shoulder running close up. I was, just like they are, 10, 15 yards back running that secondary. You were on the opposite. So, you. So it, yeah, it, I was running the 100 to 400. From the opposite, I let Levi get in on another stock because I didn't want to hog them all. Because that is fun getting close that close to deer. So, yep, I had I and I set up I set up a little bit different with the 100 to 400. I, it was better, I think. I was where I was trying to get to on AR stock with the 100 to 400. But it, anyway, I set up where I could see what he was doing. So. And he was tucked in there. Holy crap. Those yeah, things are... It was crazy spot because <laughs> it's just like... the. It's just like you at, uh, if you had a lake or something and the water splashes up and eats the bank out but leaves the very top of the bank yeah. as an overhang. So they can just tuck in there and... You know, I was I was close, but he wasn't he wasn't there at first. He was actually a little further. He, yeah, he was probably like five or ten yards further to, towards the mouth of the draw, and he that was a that was a good spot. I don't. I mean, he I could see his head, his left side, actually both sides, and then part of his ear was in the sun in that spot. And I was like, if he stays, if we can get him to stay. You know, you can kind of come from behind him, and it's almost the exact same setup as my buck. I mean, we're going to be right behind him and above him. And I think he could have done the same thing, got a decoy and, you know, flashed at the opposite side and had snapped his head over there and and shoot him. And I was like, we freaking need to go. And then when you guys hit the bottom, he got up and walked to the back. And that thing, that cut, that, that draw just ends in a bank like on all sides. I mean, it's just like the hill comes off, just a nice grassy rolling hill, and then it just drops into this cut, and he was clear at the back of that. Same spot as ARs. And you couldn't come from behind him. 
straight ahead of him because we had a wind yeah, I was coming that would have been right off the top right. basically down yeah so we had to come from the side which puts you in that tiptoe position of he's there but you can't see him I couldn't see him no I took me forever to put eyes on him we got up there and I I've always been pretty much a solo hunter. I, I don't, you know, <laughs> nobody's ever been behind my, on my, over my shoulder or anything. And you can't let, you know, if you let somebody influence your decisions, you're not going to be, you're not going to have any luck, you know. So you got to kind of, everybody's got to be on the same page. I mean, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, I know where this buck's at. I'd, because I went up there where Tanner was looking at him. I got a good good picture. I knew where he was at. And then when we got up there, I mean, it all looks totally different. By the time you you get within 20 yards, you're thinking, was he behind that yucca? Or this <laughs> other yucca that looks exactly <laughs> like the one you think he was under. So... I can't, you know, I knew he was at the end of the very end of that, that draw, I'll call it, you know, and, and tucked into the bank. It's, yeah. <laughs> but you get up there and it looks like it just, it's kind of a light washout and then it goes into a deeper, uh, like what you was picturing in your mind at 200 yards or whatever it is. And you're just sitting there like, I don't know if that's where he's at keep sneaking up taking a step and i just could never was just looking for antler tips because I, I knew that's the only thing i was going to be able to see because his body was tucked up underneath the bank and i wanted to be a little bit lower than what the buck it ended up the buck was higher than i thought because i thought he was going to be right behind right under where i was headed <clears throat> but whenever I got up there, I finally put eyes on his on his rack. I could see about I could see his three quarters of his rack. I could see his nose, and I could I could see his eyes. So I mean, I was in the you know <laughs> I, was, I was pretty well had. I I uh, stepped back and I at one time he shook his head almost like he was ducking his head to get up so i started to draw there in hindsight i should have just stepped back and drew and got maybe a sidestep but i still don't think i i could have you know peered over that bank enough to make a, a very good shot you know it just if i could have seen seen his shoulders i probably you know if i'd have got over there i would have tried to put because at this time I don't know six seven yards just right on top of him and we um decided to get the decoy have ar come with a decoy and when i was i was probably 15 yards from the buck the wind blew the arrow off off of my wrist i had you know i was just canting my bow down to my side so it hit the riser and made a bunch of noise and i just stopped just waiting for him to 
you know, roll out the bottom. Because, I mean, I was close, <laughs> you know. Right. Couldn't believe you didn't really hear it. I mean, he probably did. That's probably why. looked right at us. Honestly, the buck, yeah. when you got to that range, he, he looked. Yeah. And he kept, he looked up and he looked for a while. And then he went back and then he looked again. And then he looked back and then he kind of didn't look back up there till he got up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, that that may have been what it was because he definitely I, looked up there. I put, you know, got the arrow centered i put put my finger on it and i i kept stalking up there and when i got right up to him i don't think i'd seen him yet but i looked down and my arrow was laying way up the riser again you know or he was in in the in the rest but it was all off you know and i was thinking to myself i gotta get this thing down you know because it's gonna when i turn the bow it's gonna clank and you know everything you could have done a lot of things different but i i end up whenever he he stood up i i just drew too fast and pulled you know just arrow come off the string and clanked around and he was gone we thought you had your finger on it. You did. I watched the video. Yeah, you I did would, not have your finger it over just, it. I yeah, just I, you yanked did. the bow. You know. Well, and the crazy thing about it is, it was fine. The arrow got to about that far from being where it would sit when you're at full draw, and your arrow just fell out. Yeah, I don't. So I wonder if in the movement of the wind blowing it and you trying to adjust it, if you're first, knocking the, point. The first didn't. thing I thought happened was i probably had my release in the d loop and i pushed i i pushed i put pressure oh, on yeah. it and i i'm thinking that's you know it that could have been and it popped, popped the knock off just, just a enough. little bit yeah because because if you watch the footage you come to full draw and about you're almost all the way to anchor yeah. and, and then like, and then it goes <laughs> in slow motion yeah yeah because i that's what it, the very first thing I thought that's what happened because and then I thought well I remember putting my finger on the, the arrow but I don't you know not sure once I got right up to it if that's what I did or not but then again you know I this time I was able to I had my nerves pretty good now the first time I was, I was a mess but this time I was pretty confident I was going to get up there because I knew they could be snuck up on you know, right. I, I knew it could, you know, it could be done. Right. And so that part wasn't bothering me a bit. But whenever you get that close, <laughs> I just thought I'd, you know, just pulled it too much. But it, it didn't really feel like it did, of course. Right. But he went up the bank and, you know, I see He paused for a second. He almost looked like he was going to stop. And then yeah. I think he just saw, oh, there's three things standing <laughs> exactly. on top of the bank. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not stopping. Forget that. Because I'd actually figured that he was going he was going to end up coming back down. the. Well, I took a couple ranges just in case he went down the draw. But no, they just usually go the opposite direction. Go opposite direction. <laughs> there's kind of a, what I find, there's kind of a like a critical zone like a red zone kind of with deer from what i've seen and like 30 yards a lot of times if you can get to 30 yards even if you can get closer you don't want to get any closer because when you're at that sub 10 yard range it doesn't matter 
what they see they are leaving and that's what mm-hmm. we've seen it's been really fun to get this close but like my stock worked out perfect we had a lot of wind and it, you could pull it off but i mean there's it just seems like inside of 30 they're not giving you the old look back they're just freaking gone but if you can get to that 30 yard range and sit even if you can crawl up to two sometimes it's better just to get to that range but like in that in that draw there's no way at 30 you're not even in the universe yeah. with them right. i mean you can't you have no shot at 30. they're 10 feet below you you're still running to the spot at 30. yeah <laughs> i mean there's not yeah yeah you can you're running around doing jumping jacks at 30 yards because they're so far in a different world 10 feet below you tucked into these banks that so it's kind of a uh, that's what makes it hard honestly that you have to get so close in a lot of these spots which makes it fun also but there's not a lot of opportunity for like a 30 yard bedded shot the way they and it's uncanny how especially the older a deer gets like where he beds is usually in just a the perfect spot and like these deer we've given them a heck of an education yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be hard to hunt they're like "Mm." (laughs) yeah we should probably bed there again because i don't think they can kill us there (laughs) they've tried three times Mm -hmm. yeah yeah same same draw the cool thing about that is here we are fifth day you have had two encounters in that same same little cutout. Yeah. Then that's why I went there last night. Did you say two or three? Because we've had three. We've had three. Well, no, but he's had two. Oh, yeah. he's had two. They yeah. are had one. We um, wasn't finding any deer yesterday. And so you so I just, said, well, that, I mean, that's been our hot spot. I'm going to yeah. at least take a peek. Two does laying right in, the, well, not the same spot, but there were deer yeah. in there. Yeah. Then we leave. And we still have the buck that we hadn't found. Yeah, we knew there that was we a buck knew was in, in that the cut. draw that yeah. that buck had come out of. Right, where we where we that we found this morning. So, I think we're getting stuff organized for what's going to happen. And you said, "I'll be right back." <laughs> I just walked off. And you went over there, and you snuck up to that, and you had to that get was... pretty. F- Friggin' close to yeah, see that deer. I crawled. I was on my hands and knees for 300, 200, 300 yards, crawling up that, you know, had the wind good, and I was just trying to look into all these little fingers off the far side of that draw. And it was, that one's tough, especially around those cottonwoods, because the contrast is so much, it's so bright outside and above and then you're trying to look into those shadows and then like part of that whole other side there's like four cottonwoods in a row and so you're looking through these bright yellow cottonwood leaves and you're trying to stare into these shadows on the other side and i was like i mean there's spots in there i was like i can't tell and i'm just like crawling like low crawling because i don't know if there's a deer on the other side or not and i crawled all the way up that sucker got to the very top and it's the same thing it ends in this tiny tight narrow just deep like hole i mean we it call just, it the baronial it hole. just <laughs> the baroni hole <laughs> it just goes up there and ends in these banks and i crawl around this yucca and look down there 
and I peek around and there's a freaking there's the buck right at the end of that thing and like I mean he's like 30 yards from me as so I peek around this yucca facing down the I'm perfect abo- I'm he above was him, perfect facing he's facing down the draw bed underneath a cottonwood I'm like oh frick and I called out of there as fast as I could and went back to you guys and I'm like dead buck yeah. dead buck so we uh ARs up to bat and off we go and I'm gonna be trying we could not in any way shape or form get a long lens on him no there's no way to get unless a we had a jib deer. that we could unless we had <laughs> a drone <laughs> or a drone right and um, pr- we got the pre- if we got the predator out yeah so uh, the plan was you were going to run the 70 to 200 kind of at a little bit of an angle and then AR, you and I were going to go in and kill him. Yeah. Yeah, you – my thought was to get the 7200 basically where I saw him from, just barely peek it out enough to get footage of the deer, and then you were going to get footage of AR from right behind them. You wouldn't be able to get the deer, but you would get him coming to draw and everything. And I, I threw in slow-mo. It was going to be slow-mo. Oh, really? Because I was getting him cr- – crawling in front of me and you guys in slow-mo too so we were getting some it was fun because we had time or we thought we had time because everything else points to take your time they're not going anywhere but it was going to be it was going to be 30 yards straight down the draw to him bedded broadside but facing 90 degrees away basically and i'm like this freaking deer is a goner and so we go through the saddle and I, I was like, I'll just crawl down so that I know exactly where he's at. I'll crawl down, get eyes on him, and then I'll have you guys come up. And that's what we did. And then in our beautiful, wonderful wind, it just died. Yeah, it just started to get... We were probably 20, 25 yards from where we wanted to be, which was that last yucca. Wouldn't you say? Well, we were closer than that. When the, when the wind died? Oh, when the wind... I mean, the last time I saw him, you guys probably were closer than that. Yeah. Because I I kept peeking down there. And, you know, I'd just peek enough and I'd see his tines. And I was just waiting with the 70 to 200. Because I was... As soon as AR got to the edge, then I was... Like, as he drew, I was going to have all my exposure set and everything. And my focus... Cause I, cause I could get it from behind the yucca at the bank that's the same distance as him. And I was just gonna, as he drew, I was just gonna ease that thing up there and get on the buck. And I looked and he's there and you guys are like, I mean, you guys are in range, but you're probably 10 yards from the edge of the right. bank. And I look again and he's just gone. Just didn't see him get up, didn't hear him get up or anything and he's just gone and i'm like what the heck because <laughs> that was well and our initial thought was oh he just got up and went around the corner mm-hmm. that's what we were hoping yeah there was a little finger right there mm-hmm. beside there and since we didn't hear him or anything we just thought he got up stretched worked around because the it would have been better for the for the sun yeah yeah because there was sun hitting that bed mm-hmm but that was no such luck. No, I got up. I'm like, I'll go around, try to get an angle straight up that cut and see. And then you guys would still be within 20 yards, basically, of where you needed to be. And I circled around. 
and uh, Trav and Levi had gone down the ridge to watch the bottom just if he ran out you know and I was going down kind of towards them and I look across and there's freaking I think three does and two bucks and one of them is him <laughs> going up and out of that draw so I don't know I think it's just when the wind we had such a good wind and the even after time. that I know even after that but when we were in that like 20 like I mean from him like that 50 to 40 yard range it just died and there was times when you just have to AR just have to stop because I, I told you I was like just make sure that he goes because those cottonwoods right above the buck I mean they make a lots of noise those leaves are shaking they make lots of noise I'm mm -hmm. like if that's if that's happening go because he's I mean mule deer it's kind of like a it's kind of like a bear with their nose like they can they smell like we smell but we can't necessarily pick apart smells like a bear can they can they can smell and their noses are so good that they're like picking out these different smells and how strong they are how far they are and that's i mean that's just how good a bear's nose is that's kind of how a mule deer's ears are they're, they're hearing all this racket just like we're hearing but in that they're picking out little noises they're hearing the way i understand it they're hearing those leaves they're hearing the grass blowing and then they're hearing that little twig snap even though to us it's all one cacophony and that that twig is just being drowned right. out in that but right. to them they're like that yeah. wasn't wind. that's not yeah that wasn't wind that's not natural and that's and but but at the same time you can use that like when the grass is blowing you can you can you can crawl through there and it pretty much sounds the same you can get away with some of that so i just knew we had to have that to move and there's times when i just died and i'm like and i even i could i felt it a couple times come like pretty steep angle because we were coming in kind of at a crosswind to him and it, and at times it hit me a steep angle and i'm like crap i hope that's not going down there and i just hoped that that that, that uh wind was coming up those the thermals if draw, the wind died, the draw. that they were coming mm -hmm. up the draw but i apparently they were not yeah well we were right by that saddle so that's that's not going to help us but another so close so that was a good, that was a good one too that would have been that was like right at 30 yards i think you could have got drawn got away with it and got an arrow in that one i think because i mean you're not in that red zone yeah and he's was, facing away yeah didn't have that steep angle and you shot. didn't even get to see him <laughs> no i could be making all this up I doubt it. <laughs> so in a situation like that, for me, I think, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but there was a point where he could have possibly got binoculars and, and, and found that buck. Mm -hmm. And then there is, a, there is an advantage of, as the shooter knowing, okay, he's going off of what you're telling him. Yeah. And for AR to get his own eyes in that particular situation on that buck sometimes that's that's helpful because you see something maybe he didn't one of the things you mentioned to me was hey let's get ar let's go down here go to try and get to that yucca unless there's twigs in the way he should have a good shot yeah well there wasn't it was a good shot there wasn't anything in your way but if there had been and you knew where the buck was then you could have said no i need to be over here 
I'm, here's my, my shot angle. And you could have made that adjustment. Or, as we found out later, probably stood up and shot him at 40 yards. Yeah, you could have, you definitely could have seen him further back if yeah. he was stood. And, I mean, at 10 yards where I last looked at him, you probably could have stood up and seen him. But I don't know because I didn't stand up. So you can't. And I wasn't going <laughs> to just stand up on the edge of the bank like, oh, yeah, you could see him from here. Because, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. You didn't get to fling an arrow. No, I did not. You didn't even get to come to full draw. But I won't have that sickness in my feeling like Tanner has. <laughs> oh, or, good for you. or him <laughs> coming to full draw. I mean, it, it's still all about that close encounter. Right. And yeah. you got to witness that. I, you know, it's it's really is catch and release. <laughs> and that's probably the, the coolest thing who about this. Who? The coolest thing about this tour is how close we got to them, you know. And you would think, like, when you tell somebody, like, oh, I, you know, I got seven yards from a deer. Like, well, why, didn't you, why didn't you shoot it? Like, well, yeah. look, looky here. Yeah. You know, it's not, it is not as easy as that sounds. Just that's, getting you know, to seven yards is half of it. That's definitely going to be the toughest thing yeah, to explain to everybody. Yeah, they're going to be like, well, why didn't you shoot it? Yeah. Well, well, you just got to say, well, have you ever seen a mule, mule deer here? I mean, that's pretty good accomplishment yeah. getting right up there. That's what I keep telling myself. Yeah. No, I... <laughs> I'm glad you guys you guys got to hunt mule deer. You know, you guys yep. were big whitetail guys, and that's obviously like completely. I mean, not completely different, but it is a very different experience. Oh, very and different. this is what I absolutely freaking love. And I I I talk a lot of crap about whitetails, but I mean, I know like that that in itself is. I can see the draw to that, and whitetails are freaking edgy and i there are freaking you like you see a whitetail and spook it the whitetail's not stopping for and ain't coming back yeah it's not coming back and so not this week yeah not and i and i see that and respect that and i just i'm so glad you guys got to experience this because this is freaking to me this is the the pinnacle right here i freaking love it (laughs) yep it's pretty cool for sure yeah well i'm i think that one of the other things that as i look back every time i go on an adventure a hunt i'm looking at you know how do you tell this story to somebody else who wasn't there because that's what we do we take all this footage and then we put it into this nice story and we share it with people so they can experience this nobody's ever going to get to experience what you guys felt at six and seven yards unless they're there but hopefully they can get a taste of it. That's what we're trying to do. But with this hunt in particular, I think it's important that people realize that we were talking about it in the truck, that, that with hunting television, hunting films, all these stuff, what, what you see is only a tiny, tiny percentage is the killing. And here we are, how many stocks, how many close encounters, even an arrow and a buck. And people say, well, you weren't successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You come on this hunt. You come through, go through what we went through. 
what we experienced, and you tell me that's not a successful hunt. We talked about it earlier, too. If everybody hunted, what it would be like if everybody enjoyed hunting. We yeah. we, were, we were, like, glad not everybody yeah, enjoys it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they would bottle up the adrenaline mm-hmm. and that six-yard right there looking at a buck's nose – I mean, everybody in the world would want that. I mean, oh, yeah. it's right. if they could bottle that. I've heard that several times, but right. you know what I mean. It's just that's pretty incredible. It's, uh, it's a dick. No other feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dang I, cool. I was kicking around ideas of what to call this, and I think I'm going to call it "Too Close for Comfort Raw." <laughs> because think about it. This is exactly what it is. I mean, this was this was raw. I mean, you guys were f- f- are fresh raw to mule talent. deer, yeah, raw, raw talent, talent right? Raw talent, that's right. Um, <laughs> it kind of was a tough hunt, so it kind of rubbed us raw. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> correlations to this, but I just I was trying to think of that, you know, because I think there is a good story in this adventure, and that story lies in the fact that the the culmination of where you came from, your first hunt to here we are, last day. And oh, absolutely! You know, it, it, there's a huge, yeah. yeah. Didn't so. have a <laughs> I mean, had no idea. I knew it knew it could be done. I, I've seen it on on television, you know. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, until you get right there, like I said, until you put your butt in the seat and figure it out I'm yeah, yourself. Bit, I'm a little bit glad it was so hard. <laughs> oh yeah, because. <laughs> Otherwise, in Missouri, at Whitetail Camp, they'd be like, well, this is freaking loud and shooting a stupid mule deer. Because that's what... <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> Trev went from his little Tasco binoculars to... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Looking through. Yeah. No, I had some bush nails. Hey, oh, hey, yeah. hey, I, had, I, uh, I had some bush nails. I got, I got <laughs> But I had to draw Levi the Outdoorsman for this trip. I, I, I got <laughs> Trav a marsupial gear. Bino pop and bino <laughs> and he's like, "What am I gonna use this for? I don't use binoculars." I bet now he does. I bet now he starts. Yeah, well, you might have to give him another pair of binos. Yeah, <laughs> but the cool thing I thought about this hunt was last year, like I was saying, we could go to any one of these glassing points and see five yeah, bucks, mm-hmm. five plus bucks. This year, we saw like three bucks that we'd shoot the whole time four bucks the whole time and most of them were the same bucks you know every day and you go to another glassing point and not see any as a feast or famine and this year we still got that many opportunities sub 10 yard opportunities at these deer and i think last year we had one and like cj would have been he like this is what this is what he wanted and with that many bucks we still couldn't do that last year and we got some we got some cool ones this this year i feel like mm-hmm. i mean last year with that many bucks we could not we only got one where we were sub 10 yards was that because some of the fact that there was more than one buck bedded together i don't know i just it's just different, and and where they were at, where they were at. Last we had, year we, we didn't had have one wins. buck. It was cold. Yeah, they weren't uh, they weren't as concerned with with shade as they were with wind. And they would always bed where the wind was favorable, where they were getting a good wind over the top of them. Seemed like to me, 
and it was just really hard to get those but when it's this hot they're having to tuck into the shade even if the wind is less than ideal that's my that's i would my totally agree with that because that. we did struggle with that because it was so windy because like the one the one buck you stocked was out in the he bedded all day in the middle of the like in the flat on the bottom of yeah one of there those was canyons. no there was no shade around in the right in the middle so yeah. he <laughs> had the wind at his back and he was looking down i mean and he could see for however far i mean you could have probably shot him with a if you could have got to the right spot you could have shot him with a compound but at the same time i mean there's no way to get to 10 yards from that buck at all so that that to me was cool this time to have those really close encounters i mean for me to be able to get a shot at seven yards i, I went back and ranged it it was seven yards and <laughs> that's just freaking awesome well you tied it yeah well, that was six. Oh yeah, that's right. Sloan's was six. Well, that was what they said. I never arranged it. <laughs> it was should, probably six. I think we should go back and look. It's probably we can eight. look at the footage. That's probably eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun, um, and for me, it's I'm already l looking towards how I'm going to tell this story. How I'm going to edit this together. And this podcast is part of that. You know what? Since we did this format where the podcast is really helping tell the story, um, we have the footage for this. But to be able to have Trav tell the story versus me trying to retell it in dramatic voiceover, you know, try and sound like, uh, you know, some fancy... Do you have, like, the love, love guru, like the uh, Morgan... Dave, Dave Baronio does a pretty good um, Sam uh, Sam Elliott. Really? Yeah. He does a good, you know, that... Uh, is it Sam Elliott? Isn't it, who was in Tombstone? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he does a pretty good... So there was a couple of times we were just playing around and he would do whatever voiceover we were doing at the time beef. it's what's for dinner beef it's what's for dinner <laughs> so um, but it's, it's better for you guys to tell your story and then we've got the footage i can i can show the footage as you're talking through this and as you're talking through these particular points and what you're going through and all this i can show it versus putting it together and then forcing this voiceover of me telling your story so I appreciate you guys. It's we're it's late. We're gonna get up break camp tomorrow, and you've got nine hours. We've got four and a half, five hours to drive home. But it's been a fun, fun five days. Heck yeah! Appreciate it. Yeah, well, yeah no doubt. It's our our pleasure. Our pleasure won't be the last. That's for sure. It's a, it's something that now you're gonna. You guys will think about this we for were, a while. We, we were up first day we went in glass, and like I said. I can't remember what they asked me, but I said, I figure it's going to take three blown stalks before I ever get anywhere close. So I was already geared up for three mess-ups pretty right out, right out of the chute, yeah. you know. So, I, I mean, You've like got I said, that out. I, got, I got a shot, so that's all I could ask for. Yeah. I had my chance. Yeah. And that's where I think in your situation – practicing 
yardage off the go. Like literally looking at him saying, that's 35. And I do it a lot Yeah, this where ground, I go 35 yeah. and then I check myself with my rangefinder. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it helps. It does help. This ground is definitely it's deceiving deceptive. to me yeah. because – and I, I've hunted – Colorado, Wyoming, and that Wyoming's similar. When we antelope hunted, it was similar to me. I couldn't believe that was 150 yards. I just couldn't believe it until you started walking in 30 yards. It just went down in a big depression that you never even would have seen because it it all looks flat. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's similar to some of the spots out here. It definitely, yeah, throws you off if you're not used to uh, it. Yeah, for sure. Well, for those of you listening, thanks for listening. We, uh, I know this was a long one, but it was definitely a good one. And as always, we want to invite you guys to find those places that stirs your heart, those wild places, and embrace them. God bless, and we will see you down the trail.